Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mula sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. The name of one of the most notorious figures in President Duterte's war on drugs, it turns out, is on the drug watch list himself. In fact, the name of Police Colonel Jovi Espinido has reportedly been tagged since 2016. It may just be worth refreshing your minds why Espinido's name is so familiar and so controversial. He has repeatedly been the hand-picked agent of President Duterte to lead anti-drug efforts in key cities and provinces. Here's a quick audio recap of key assignments and issues to explain the irony and potential scandal behind Espinido's inclusion in the drug list. You ask for the assignments uh, later. Namatay ang mayor doon. You ask for another assignment sa Osamis. Namatay ang mayor doon. Tiparahin mo. Ngayon gusto mo sa Iloilo kasi si Mabilog has been identified as a protector. Mayor. Mabuhi ka siya. Gusto ko nang tanongin kasi ako naman ang pagbibintangan. You are free to kill the idiots. Bacolod is badly hit now. And I place Espinido there. Yung tinatakutan nila na police. Sabi ko, go there and you are free to kill everybody. Ko, start killing them. Ako nang dalawa na tayong papriso. In a report that first broke on Rappler and that has since been confirmed by DILG officials, Espinido's name is on a drug watch list of 357 policemen. This list is in the hands of Police Chief Archie Gamboa. While the police and DILG have confirmed Espinido's inclusion in the list, the colonel denies any criminal ties. He says there are powerful interests out to tarnish his name. Even palace officials say he could be a target of black propaganda. The former legal service chief of the Bureau of Corrections was assassinated in Muntinlupa on Wednesday. Frederick Anthony Santos was fetching his daughter from school when two gunmen shot him in the head. Santos was one of 27 Bucor officials suspended by the ombudsman as it looked into the controversial release of nearly 2,000 heinous crime convicts from Bilibid last year. Cat Ventura reviews for us how Santos became a controversial and pivotal character in that issue. Frederick Santos was one of the resource persons during the Senate inquiry into the Good Conduct Time Allowance Law. And in one of the hearings, Santos admitted that there was petty corruption inside the new Bilibid prison. He said those involved in monitoring inmates would sometimes receive 500 to 1,000 pesos in exchange for covering up for inmates who used cell phones or drank alcohol inside the penitentiary. But it was also during those Senate inquiries where Senator Panfilo Lacson said he had received reports that Santos used to hold drug sessions with Chinese drug lords in Building 14 of the NBP, 
Santos denied these accusations, and now some senators claim that Santos was willing to testify everything he knows about the Freedom for Sale scheme. The Office of the Ombudsman ordered the suspension of Santos along with 29 other Bucor officials over the questionable release of prison convicts. It's a scandal that has senators going after the Bureau of Corrections head himself, Nicanor Faildon. Senator Richard Gordon notes that Santos is the 15th Bureau of Corrections staff member to be killed since 2011. Three of those, Santos included, were killed during the term of Faildon. Here is Senator Richard Gordon. It is a warning to all in this country na pagka ikaw may nalalaman at nagsalita, kaya ka nang ipatayin. Bakit? Lahat ito mga pinatay sa Muntinlupa, walang solved cases. So this is very serious. Members of the House of Representatives have approved a bill that would allow foreigners full ownership of companies in the public service sector. House Bill 78 would amend the Public Service Act that currently limits foreign ownership of public utilities to 40%. Key to doing this, lawmakers made a distinction between public service and public utility. We asked JC Punong Bayan from the Usapang Econ podcast to help us understand the questions that remain and the pros and cons behind this bill. Based on the drafts, only the distribution and transmission of electricity as well as water and sewerage distribution systems will be considered public utilities. All the rest will be open to foreign investments including telecommunications and as well as transportation. Now, foreign investments in these sectors are not necessarily bad. For example, they can lower costs and also introduce economic competition in sectors that have market power. But I think the main problem with opening up to foreign investments is the national security issue. And there's no better example of that than the creeping influence of China in these sectors such as electricity transmission, telecommunications, and water. Listen to JC and his fellow economists on Usapang Econ. They have a blog and their podcast is on all leading platforms. Polio continues in its return to the Philippines. Until last year, polio virus cases were not seen in the Philippines since 1993. Now the Department of Health has confirmed its 17th case of polio in the country. It involves a one-year-old boy in Cabanatuan City. Public health experts now believe these new cases were caused by vaccine-derived poliovirus, not the wild poliovirus. Dr. Edsel Salvagna, the director of the University of the Philippines Manila Institute of Molecular Biology, says this is the risk when coverage of vaccination programs falls short of 100%. The biggest problem with the oral polio vaccine is if you don't vaccinate everybody, then there is the risk of ending up with vaccine-derived polio because it circulates in the community, mutates, and then starts to cause disease. Basically, weak viruses used to vaccinate people. That's what vaccines are. They essentially let your immune systems learn how to beat a virus. Are defeated but then flushed out of your body. If they get into the environment, particularly water sources, stronger versions could then infect people who never got vaccinated. 
Samples of sewage water in Manila and a waterway in Davao have tested positive for poliovirus. That was in August. Now, the Research Institute for Tropical Medicine has confirmed that the poliovirus has also been detected in Butuanon River in Cebu. Viruses in general, they're not really alive. So the only way that the virus can replicate is with a living cell. The sewer, there's lots of live things in there, bacteria, fish sometimes. So it it can easily survive. And if you drink the water or water contaminated with sewer water, then you can get the virus if you're not vaccinated. The DOH declared an outbreak of polio in September 2019. Since then, a number of confirmed polio cases have been reported in various areas in Mindanao. So if we did a good job with vaccination, we shouldn't have these vaccine-derived polio outbreaks because then everyone would be immune. Governments and scientists around the world are racing to find a cure for the deadly coronavirus, or COVID-19, as it's now called. China says its institutions have not only developed a cure, they will start to roll it out. China says it now has an antiviral drug it calls favilavir. It was developed by the Zhejiang Hisun Pharmaceutical Company and was one of the three drugs that showed significant efficacy in clinical trials. China Daily says favilavir was put into production this weekend. Pero back here in the Philippines, health officials have been quick to manage expectations. Pero until we can have those regulatory clearances, ay hindi pa natin masasabi kung this drug can be used here in the Philippines or not. The COVID-19 death toll jumped past 2,000 worldwide this week. Almost all deaths have been in China. There have only been three confirmed cases in the Philippines and one death. All Chinese nationals who had traveled here from mainland China. Here's something you might have missed this week. Someone very important to your work, and let's face it, very important to your life, just passed away. Larry Tesler was 74. Sino si Larry Tesler? He may not have been a household name like Bill Gates or Steve Jobs or Mark Zuckerberg, but Gates and Jobs built their empires on one of his key inventions. And he has been a bigger friend to you, we swear, than Mark Zuckerberg. Larry Tesler invented cut, copy, and paste. Yes, the commands on your computer. Arguably one of the biggest drivers of productivity in any productivity program. From word processors to presentation tools and spreadsheets to thanking the hundreds who greeted you on Facebook. Tesler came at a time when scientists were attempting to make computer systems more user-friendly. In this old clip, he speaks with Discover News Television, on a documentary about the machine that changed the world. So we, what we realized was that we could create an illusion, for example, of an office. Instead of having the user learn complicated and unfamiliar technological terms like streams and resets and various other things, we could use the metaphor of the office, for example, and talk about opening files and closing files and editing documents and other terms that were much more familiar to people. Larry Tesler changed your world. So say thank you. Maraming salamat, Larry Tesler, for my thesis, term paper, marketing report, PowerPoint presentation, emails, solicitation letters. Thank you to everyone who greeted me on Facebook. Before we let you go, new podcast alert. Puma Podcast is proud to present its latest production, and we're doing it with Inquirer Podcast. It's called Oxlang. 
Aux, as in AUX, because it's a music podcast that features the best of the best in OPM. Catch the most iconic Filipino musicians as they talk about the songs kung saan sila naman ang na-LLSS and their inspirations for their music. They discuss their own creative processes, the methods to their madness. Oxlang is hosted by Tina Arceo Dumlao, the author of Himigatitik, a tribute to OPM songwriters. In episode 1, for example, Noel Cabangon lists down for Tina his favorite OPM love songs na sana raw siya ang lumika. It's simple. Maganda. It's, it's folk. Siguro dahil torpe din ako eh. Kaya... <laughs> At yan po ang mga headline na Puma Podcast. If you like what you hear, Subscribe to Puma Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor, Stitcher, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Maraming salamat po. Panapanahon ng pagkakas